You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Y'all already know what it is. Welcome back to Black Guy Therapy. This is a therapeutic podcast. Again, welcome. Glad to be back. I'm in here with Joel. What's happening, Todd? Henry has to go pay the bills today, so he's not here. Yep. But his presence will be missed. Always is. Yeah. Yeah. His presence will be missed. It's okay. He'll probably listen to this and then they're like, at least they thought about me. Right. (laughs) Well, this is Black Guy Therapy. Again, this is a therapeutic podcast for us. And by us, I mean black men and whoever else wants to listen to gain some type of perspective. Yep. Usually I come with a with a topic or one of us comes with a topic. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna let you do that today because I ain't got nothing for us today. But, well, this week has been an interesting one so far. So there's a couple of things that I've really been thinking about. So I wanted to narrow it down for today, and I want to speak specifically to two things. And I want to do more of a, a Q&A, but I'm sure it'll spark some conversation. But I wanted to ask you, do you think men in their roles as husbands, fathers, leaders of communities, families, neighborhoods, whatever it is, get the respect they really deserve? Secondarily, do you believe in gender roles in a marriage or just in a relationship in general? So two really, really loaded questions or topics, but let's start first with the gender roles, because I think that'll help to tie into the first part, which is the respect factor. Do you believe personally in gender roles in, in not only just in your household, but just as a a, a ideology, theology, methodology, however you want to describe it. Do you think it's something that is beneficial? Do you think it's, uh, I, I can't think of the right word I want to use, a, a negative, does it have negative connotations in your opinion? And then do you think it has it for other people? Does it work? And if it does, how? Okay, so when we're talking about gender roles, mm-hmm. do you mean as a, as a, as I am a man, I take out the trash. I do these things. As she is a woman, she cooks, cleans. Yeah, let's cetera. go with the stereotypes first. Okay. Yes, that's yes. that kind of is that kind of what that's you're what absolutely. You're, now, of course, we both know it, it's broader than that. But let's let's start with those stereotypes because I think anytime people hear gender roles, that's where their mind goes immediately. Right, because that's where I'm going. Because I'm I'm trying to you, you threw a lot of stuff at me, so I'm trying to break it down. In, in a way that I understand it, because I'm okay. not the smartest man in the world. Oh man, you all right? You do all right, pizza. Um, I am. I am not the smartest man, but I am a rational man. True, <laughs> true, and logical. I, I guess. I guess I'm logical. But what was the question again? See, I already forgot it. I'm, I got the, the attention span of a bird, <laughs> like a squirrel. Mm-hmm. Um, do you believe in gender roles? So let's start there first. Do you believe that gender roles exist or should exist in a relationship? Okay. I don't know if I believe that they should exist. Do they exist? No doubt about it. And I think that society plays a part in that, especially what we watch on TV, what we see on mm. TV, what we, what we, um, <clears throat> excuse me, what we, what we put in our brains through the media that we um, take in, whether we reading books or if we're looking at social media uh, or movies, because movies, I mean, and like we've talked about before, 
a movie, you sit down and watch a movie and you're in a trance for a while, right? So you're seeing these things and you're taking all of these images into your brain and that is what you're looking at and that is what you're seeing and that's what you want to emulate. Yeah. Let's be real. We have young kids watch these music. Well, music videos, not so much anymore. Music videos is more when we were yeah, like MTV. Yeah. MTV or BET. BET, yeah. BET yeah, is yeah. big. Oh, yeah. BET Uncut. Oh, man. Yeah, that's two o'clock in the morning yes, right sir. there. <laughs> so when you when you see those things, you you like, oh man, I want to emulate those things. Yep. Right. So we have kids who see these. <clears throat> excuse me. Under the weather, um, but we have these kids who see these people who are flashing flashing big bank roll yeah. of you know flash rolls of money yeah. and. They're driving these nice cars. Yep. What do our kids want to do right now? Same thing. They want to do the same thing. Yep. They want to drive nice cars. They want to get all this money, and they don't want to work for it. They, mm -hmm. they want to get it the quick way because yep. they see these rappers or whatever. And I'm not bashing rappers because I know a lot of them worked hard to get where they're at. And that's where the, you're right, exactly right. That's where it's being missed. They don't see the hard. It's just like Steph Curry. Everybody yeah. wants to shoot threes now. But they don't know how many shots yeah. he shoots every single day when nobody's looking. Right. So I, So that's... When when I talk about or when I'm saying what I'm saying about gender roles is it is around it it is around because it is in the things that we see daily. Okay. That is my interpretation of what you're saying. And that is my answer, I guess. Okay. No, that that's fair. So do you think do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Because as we're saying, they to your point, they exist, but it seems like the source of why they exist, based on your example, may not be the most positive. So do you think that it's a negative or positive that gender roles exist? Yes. <laughs> so my answer is yes. Um, and, and, and again, I go back to the example that I just used where um, let's, let's go back. Let's go back into the, the 30s, 40s, 50s. Mm -hmm. You look at magazines, old magazines. I've seen some old magazines. Yes. And you see you see these pictures of, of women cooking. You see ads that are targeted towards men that say she deserves this and it's a freaking vacuum cleaner. Yeah. So you, you have all these, again, you have that pushing into that gender role stereotype yep. and you know, you, you don't want it that way because and I'm, I'm going to go back to Africa right now. If I don't, <clears throat> if I can breathe, I'm gonna go back to Africa right now. Women in Africa were in, in some tribes uh, were the warriors, yeah. right? So, and the men were the ones who did every, you know, did everything else that we traditionally have a woman do now. Right. 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 Which is kind of weird. And I don't know if maybe that dynamic, maybe, maybe in the European culture that was, they didn't like that, so they wanted to make sure that they reinforced the stereotype. Yeah. But in our culture, the women were the warriors. Women were the soldiers. Women did all the fighting. All they they were the rulers. Some of them were rulers, mm -hmm. right? And you didn't see that in European culture. So sure. gender roles, maybe it's and and this is my opinion. I'm just talking out loud here. Okay. Maybe okay. it is the culture that we're in right now because we. We operate from a European um, society, yeah. right? And that's that's not by choice, I don't think. <laughs> but 
with that being said, we know what 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 they what they mm. know, what they do. Okay. Because that's what they do. And if that's how they operate it, then that's how we operate because um we've been colonized. <laughs> Got a good attitude. Yeah. That is actually a good point, a good perspective. I didn't think about it that way. So let me do this. Let me, uh, and I don't like the term devil's advocate anymore. And, and we can save that for another day, but I don't, I don't like using that term anymore. So let me hit you with an opposing perspective. Okay. I actually do believe that gender roles exist currently. And I think a lot of it is subconscious. And I think that if you are out of line with some of those subconscious gender roles, then you're probably not going to be set up for success. How so? Let me give an example. And I'm going to come back to this later, but right now, your house, you guys are in bed, sleep, it's three in the morning, you hear a noise, some glass break, you hear some moving around downstairs. What are you going to do? I'm going to get that fire. (laughs) But it's me who's got to get up and go handle whatever. Now, who said that? You had to be the one. Nobody. But you, that is an expectation that you have on yourself and that I also have on you, and I would imagine the rest of the world does too. So while it's not a rule book of things, all right, Tide, you're the man, you have to do A, B, C all the way through Z. Victoria doesn't have to do any of these things. She's only has, here's her list of A through Z. This is your job list, and you got to check all these off. I don't buy into that. However, I do think there are things that we are naturally set up to be. Another example, my kids love to play with me. I'm the fun parent. They want to they come with me. They want to run. They want to jump on me. They want to fight with me. All of that stuff, play with the toys with me. They don't do that with my wife. But let one of them run into something, get hurt. Who do you think they're going to? Her. And why is that? Because women naturally have a capability that we don't have. We have it, but not to the extent they do. Naturally, they're nurturers. That is not a gift that I was blessed with more so than what my wife was. Now, I can be a nurturer, absolutely. But I pick my baby up, my youngest, my three-year-old, and she loves on me. Mm-hmm. You know, she's hurt. She want to be here. But let her get a, catch a glimpse of mommy. She would much rather be with mommy to help her to come through whatever the situation is. And that's interesting to me. And I spent a lot of time thinking, like, why would we were just having fun playing and she did something crazy. She jumped off, hurt herself. Now she's crying. I was, we were fine. She stopped crying. I, you know, I soothed her. She was fine, but she sees mommy. She wants to go. Why, why is that? Because mommy carried her ass for nine months. <laughs> and, and there's something to be said about that. I agree. If, if, if I was inside of you for a very long time mm-hmm. and when I come out, you're the, essentially the first person I see, the first person I, I latch to, mm-hmm. then there's something to be said about that. Absolutely. And that's, that's, that's in your DNA. I, and that's actually the evolution of what I'm asking. I think that through our DNA, through our genders, there are things that we are just blessed with, like gifts that we have that we've been given. And to be a nurturer is something that can be done across the board. So I don't want anybody listening to think that a man can't because there are some fathers out there who are doing it by themselves and they do a fantastic job. I also know for a fact that there are some women out there who are horrible nurturers. So there's, there's never going to be a rule where there are no exceptions. What I am saying, though, is that I respect the fact that Christina has that connection that you're talking about. 
And because I respect that fact, I will never get in between that connection that they have. I would never be upset with my kids because they would rather go to mom when they're hurting or they're sad about something and they need that mom to console them. I'm not going to be mad about that. In the same way, I wouldn't expect her to be mad when the kids would rather come and hang with me and play with me because I'm the fun parent, quote unquote. So to sum it all up, I believe that there are unconscious, unspoken gender rules that you don't have to create. It's just naturally the order of things, the way that they go. Like I said, the the initial example, if something happens in my house and I go and I hide and I cower, my wife goes downstairs and something happens to her, what do you think is going to be the narrative on me? You hid. Yes, I was a punk. I was soft. But what if she was a police? If you, no, <laughs> like, that's and that's that, a great point. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. that could change if people knew what she did, mm-hmm. and if that was what she and she's not a police officer, but if that's what she did, then mm-hmm. does that change anything? Does does occupation change now? If I'm married to to Ronda Rousey, right, <laughs> and something like that happens, does what happens if I don't do nothing? She's freaking deadly, right? Yeah. Do yeah. I need to go down there? Nah, I'm straight. <laughs> She got it. Now you you bring up. I love that you brought up that point. And here's what I will say because I'm, this this is my character. My character is when I say something, I'm only saying it because I believe it. So I'm going to stand on it. I don't care if my wife is the greatest spy, sniper, trained assassin in the world. If something happens, my natural instinct is going to be protect her because I love her, protect my kids because I love them. I am also 100% responsible, my opinion, of the product that leaves my house. If my house goes bad, if me and my wife separate for whatever reason, the narrative is always going to be the fingers pointed back at me. And I take that very, very seriously. So that means that if I have an opportunity or the, the ability to maintain something in my household when it could go bad, that's my responsibility. I need to make sure that I'm doing the best job I can. So essentially, are you reinforcing what we want to break or what, 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 what is that? What does that look like? It looks like you're reinforcing something that, that we're, you know, I don't know if we're talking it out saying that it's, we're not saying that it's wrong Mm -hmm. or saying that it's inherent, right? It's, it's there. It's there. Mm Mm-hmm. But what is what does that look like if if the roles are are reversed? I guess that's what I'm saying. Like if if something if this is totally I say totally different. But I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is if it is reversed, that's, yeah. that's my whole thing. No, I think I, you, again, great question. Here's what I'm going to say. The first and most important thing that we have to always be able to accept and acknowledge is who we are individually. If I'm getting mad at my wife about anything that let's just say she's the breadwinner. She makes more money. She's more popular. She has power. She has all of these things that men are supposed to have, but my wife has it, not me. If I'm upset with her for that, that's a Joel problem. So it goes beyond just the gender roles and it goes to who are you as a person? What is your character? If I'm mad at my wife because my, my kids would rather go to her to be nurtured. That's a Joel problem. That's not a, It's not a Christina problem. She did nothing wrong. I did. So the same thing, if I'm telling my wife, Christina, you need to be the one to cook and clean and take care of the kids. I just need to go out here and make the money and pay for everything. That's my job and to be the disciplinarian on these kids. 
if I'm putting that down as law in my home, yes, then I'm wrong. However, I do believe that I need to, as I, if I'm able and I'm capable of going out into the, to the world and being productive and bringing back something to my home that I can be proud of and that can make sure that my family's okay, that's a responsibility in my eyes. If my wife wanted to stay home full time and just chill, nobody's going to be mad at her, including me. If I decide, you know what, baby, you, you go ahead and work. I'm just going to stay home. I'm just going to chill. I'll take care of the youngest. For me, that's an uncomfortable feeling. Now, everybody's a little different. So to sum up your question, reinforcing whether it's a negative, a stereotype, whatever it is, there are negatives to gender roles. And if you are intentionally creating roles based on gender, then in my mind, you're a sucker. That's my feeling. If you are just doing what you think you're supposed to be doing as an individual and it is not negatively impacting your significant other, then I think you're okay. So what about, what do you think about men who won't allow their women to work or allow them to do anything other than the stereotypical gender role, AE or IE staying at home oh, with child, mm-hmm. teaching child at home, even when spouse wants to work. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I, I'm tired of sitting here at the house. I'd like to do something yep. other than, you know, just protect these children or, or raise these children. What do you think about men who won't let <clears throat> who won't let their spouse do do those things, those items? I'm gonna start here. Do you remember when Fabulous and, and Ray J got into their little dispute when Ray J was a little intoxicated and they were uh, I can't remember where they were if it was L.A. or Vegas. I think it was I think it was Vegas. I can't remember exactly. But Ray J, and that's when he the whole he was gonna get the booty goons to come and get fabulous, and he was talking all this crazy nonsense. <laughs> no, I don't know nothing about that. Okay, I don't we'll have to that. pull that up. But <laughs> I'm gonna search for that one right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it was hilarious. But the interesting thing about that was Ray uh, Fabulous made a comment. He said, "There are lames everywhere." He said, "And Ray J's a lame." He said, "He's rich, but he's a rich lame," and he he was basically trying to illustrate a point that just because somebody has a certain lifestyle, a certain position, they can still be lame. So to answer your question, there are a whole lot of lame dudes walking around on the planet. And most of them lack confidence and they lack that self-respect. So they are intimidated or angry when their significant other has dreams, has goals, aspirations, has the ability to do certain things that they don't have. That's a fact. So what about this? Mm-hmm. Thinking about it from, 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 from this perspective. If I am an individual who grows up and my mother did not work mm-hmm. because my father would not let her work. Mm-hmm. And I see that now at that time, at that age, I don't know that that's the dynamic. Right. I just know that my mother does not work and my father does all the work. Mm -hmm. Now I grow up as a man Mm -hmm. and then I feel as if, well, the woman that I'm with don't need to work because I saw my father do that. So do you, do you, I guess I'm saying this, maybe that was how the father felt, how you, how you said he was this lame and, and, and older generations, Mm -hmm. that was the thing, right? That was the thing. It was the thing. 
So, and if the woman was working and making more men, that was a problem. Yes, sir. So you had that dynamic. All the time. Now, yeah. you have a child who grows up in that environment and sees that, and they don't know what's going on. They're just, again, they're watching this. They, they see what's going on via their parent. They grow up, well, my, my dad never made my mom work, so you don't need to work. Right. So not that they, you know, enforce this stereotype, but they're pushing something forward and they don't even know what's behind it. Yep. Yep. And I think that that's, I think that's where we fall in, into a lot of things in, in, Agreed. in the United States right Specifically. now. Specifically, I think we're, we're in that position with a lot of things where we don't even realize why we're doing them and we don't go back in history and, and look and see and, and see if we, you know, we're, we're reinforcing a cycle that we could probably break. Yep. Oh, that might be a oh. yeah. <laughs> so, so check this out. <laughs> I feel, I need to get that that um, the sound clip of uh, was it uh, is it Damon Wayne's message? <laughs> <laughs> so I got to give you props, man. You're asking some fantastic questions that I think. And and is it, see the problem is there's not a lady to be present for this part of the conversation. So the perspective and the question that you're asking, I would be willing to bet are the, some of the same questions. A young lady would ask probably so i think that's fantastic because it gives that right so that's that's interesting and again i mean you're right if we if we had a woman to 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 talk to that it may it may help right but obviously we don't we don't so and that's okay eventually we will eventually we will but but to answer the question i look at it this way if a if a son sees his father beating his wife his mom. Right. What is that son probably going to do? The same. He's going to beat his kid or beat his child, beat his girlfriend, beat, beat, beat somebody, beat somebody. But more than likely in a relationship, it would be the woman because that's what he saw. Yes. So the responsibility, I believe, falls heavily on us, the men. In this scenario specifically. If you have a son, you need to be teaching him something a little bit different. If your son grows up thinking that it's not okay for a woman to work, if your son grows up thinking that it's a bad thing if a woman has talent, ability, uh, a desire, goals, aspirations, that's that's a bad thing. If that's what that's what that kid believes, the father has done a disservice to that kid. Right. There's a line in Black Panther, uh, one of my favorite lines, when T'Challa is talking to his daddy, and he goes to see him for the first time when he takes the little the, the little hoodoo juice. And he was telling his dad that he wasn't ready. And he was like, well, haven't you been training your whole life to be a king? He was like, I'm not ready to be without you. And he was like, if a father has not prepared his son for his death, then he's failed. Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing is true in a case like this. If you have not prepared your son to be mentally capable, stable, have that pride, yes, but also that confidence to be okay, to just be him and just control him. Then you've done your kid a disservice. Knowledge. Message! <laughs> there it is. And there's the message. There is the message for everybody listening out there. So let me, you've done a great job asking me questions. Now let me, let me flip it back on you. Okay. Don't want to belabor the point on gender roles, but 
you know, to sum up my perspective, I do believe they exist, Mm -hmm. but I believe if you're intentionally creating them, especially, especially if they're based or born from insecurity, then that's a problem. If it's a gender role in the sense of that pride as a man, Joel feels there are certain things that he's responsible for in his household. So I'm going to do those things that I'm responsible for. That's not a problem. So I think when you start naming them and listing them, you got a problem coming. So to flip it, in this world, 2019, United States of America, there are a lot of movements, a lot of agendas. Specifically, the two strongest I feel right now, because, you know, when we talk sports, Michael Jordan is considered the GOAT. So we don't really include him in debates, right? He's the, he's the gold standard. MJ, so, yeah. the gold standard. Okay, he is, so, he is the gold standard. I, I can agree with that. So when we talk life, what's going on here in America, it's kind of hard to include Caucasian men because they're kind of above the law in, in certain aspects. So certain rules they feel don't apply. They should, but they're able to kind of skate by. So the strongest movements right now, in my opinion, are LGBTQ and feminism or, or the women's movement. And basically, I, I feel like the purpose of those groups are to make sure that a level of awareness is brought to the pain and suffering that these groups are feeling. So there's voices out there speaking to that. Do you think there are voices out there speaking to the importance, not just the importance of men, but just how great men are and what they actually are doing and bringing to the table day in, day out, which is part of the reason why I feel like BGT was started. You know, I, I, I can't say that. And, and maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm naive and maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know if there are black men out there who are doing the groundwork, who are doing podcasts like well I know there aren't any doing podcasts like this because we checked before we started so (laughs) we know that that's that's not happening Mm -hmm. but I don't know if there's if there's if there's some out there doing doing the groundwork because I mean let's be real the groundwork sucks it's hard Mm -hmm. there's no love in it I mean there's love from the people who are doing it but there's no love from the outside right very few people will talk or not talk to you but very few people I say not necessarily believe in you, but they, they don't, they don't, they pay you no mind. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. That's great. Yeah. 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 Black out there. Every podcast. That's cool. That's cool. I'll check it out one day. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they never do. So, I mean, I guess you just got to love what you do because it seems in the beginning, nobody really, everybody wants to, and that, and that's just part of our culture now. Like Mm -hmm. that's part of being in 2019 We're we're dealing with, <clears throat> with seeing things on TV and we want them now. We're part yeah. of the the now culture. We have the internet. Yes. We have on demand. We have Uber I, Eats. Uber Eats. Right. <laughs> I can I can get anything on demand. Yeah. And that's the problem now. So the problem with everything being on demand, it's hard to it's hard to get people to 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 do the work. Now, here we are trying to do the work. Mm-hmm. And I'm not discounting anybody else out there who is doing the work now. Matter of fact, I would love to have them on this show. Like I'd love to have them on black guy therapy to talk, to talk about the labor that they put in and the areas that they live in. Cause we, I mean, we cover one area, but we're able to, with this podcast, we're able to reach the world essentially. Yeah. Cause I mean, shit, we're on, we're on every, 
every platform now yeah. or every major one every major one for sure right and we're getting play we're getting plays man yeah. people is actually listening to us yeah checking it so, out yeah I so like i so again i don't know i don't know if there's somebody out there doing the work i'm sure there is i'm sure there are a bunch of people out there doing the work it's gotta be but if they're doing the work they're doing it silently mm-hmm. and they're moving like ants yep so here here's here's i'm gonna kind of make this a little bit more personal one of the conversations my wife and I have is I tell her, man, I'm glad I'm not a woman. And she says, man, I'm glad I ain't no dude. And and I think there's a level of respect. Why I think part of the reason why we work is because there's a level of respect, I believe, with what it takes to be a woman, especially a black woman or a black man. You know, this is black guy therapy. So so keeping it specific to that demographic. I get it. I see what she goes through. And my wife is a teacher. And she was in a predominantly school district prior to this school year. So just seeing the interactions and how stuff goes is kind of interesting. And then where she is now, she's here locally in, in Metro Nashville. So what's cool about that is not only do the kids look like her, but there's the unspoken where they can kind of communicate and it's a different level of communication. Right. So we have this respect for what we go through. And, and I know that my wife respects what I do. I know it because she, she, she says it, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm coming back now to what I said earlier about if something happens, something has happened and I have had to jump up in the middle of the night and it wasn't even a second. It was like, just like that, mm-hmm. instantaneously. I didn't think. I didn't. I didn't wait. And then it was instantly. I responded. And after everything was over, and and thank God, it was it was a. Uh, so there was an alarm system, and the alarm system went off. Mm-hmm. And the door, the front door, actually opened. And and maybe it was just that it wasn't closed. I don't know what happened, but it closed. So when I got up and, and we, she actually laughed and, and joked about it for, for years, actually. But when I jumped out of the bed, I, you know, half sleep, I was trying to run and I couldn't get my, my balance. <laughs> so I'm just, my feet is just like, it looked like a cartoon. Like my feet are just going, couldn't get no traction. So I wasn't going nowhere. But she respected that. You know what I mean? So she knows that I am always going to be willing to protect her. And I, I think people hear that, but they don't really know what that means. I am willing to die, leave this earth for my household. That is a responsibility that a lot of people don't want to carry. So the fact that far too often I feel men are trivialized in certain aspects, just that alone, to be willing to leave this planet, to make sure that my people are good, that's major. Mm-hmm. It's funny you bring up a a story like an alarm going off. So I'm I'm on edge a lot, and I I go to sleep on edge a lot sometimes. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long. I guess this was when we first moved into um, this house, right? Okay. Um, (laughs) I don't I don't know. Maybe I worked a long shift or something, and I. In my mind, my mind was still going. Gotcha. So I had a dream 
that <laughs> I had a dream that somebody broke in the house. So I had a dream that the alarm went off. Mm-hmm. The dog was barking out of control. Yep. And then I woke up and in my mind, like my mind is still, I guess it's still in dream mode. In dream mode. So yeah. in my mind, alarm is still going off. Dog is still barking. First thing I do, I hop up, <laughs> I grab my gun, I run <laughs> out here. As a matter of fact, I run into this room that we use as a studio now. Uh-huh. And I, I'm like looking out the window and I'm like looking with my, you know, I got my gun. I'm like, somebody about to get it. I don't know who it is. If they yeah. in the house, if they outside, they about to get it. But it didn't, it didn't, it, it didn't occur to me that the alarm wasn't on. Mm-hmm. Well, the alarm was on, but it wasn't going off. Right. The dog was not barking and he barks at everything. Right. He was wrapped up in his blanket underneath, Chilling. underneath his cover sleep snoring <laughs> and now and i'm looking at my and and my wife's not up i'm like hold on this ain't right like ain't real. i just had a freaking dream and it was it was so real though it was so real <laughs> oh okay well all right well well at least i know now that i'm gonna be on for next time because <laughs> because that's a muscle memory i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna jump yep. up on grandma gun i'm running to this window apparently yep, yep. <laughs> so 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 let me let me go another step on that. So the reason why I'm talking about this is because I I I started thinking one time when my wife and I went to Denver just how important my job is. We were in Denver. We were walking around downtown and we got to we walked kind of far away from city center. So you know downtown is always going to have a lot of people that look a little suspicious all right i mean that's just they look they look earthy they look very earthy earthy i call them earthy people yeah so being from where i'm from i'm from inkster michigan right outside detroit for people who know where that is they understand what i'm saying when i say this you got to be on your p's and q's when you're in somebody else's neighborhood because you have no idea what what the potential is and I remember we were walking down the street and I saw these two dudes and they saw us. And I'm sure we were looking like lunch meat. I'm sure of it. And and they they started doing like kind of moving kind of weird. And when I say moving, I don't mean like they were doing dance moves, but just kind of like suspect, like kind of like checking the scene. And then they they went and talked to this girl and then they, they, they left. They went around the corner on the other side. And then the girl starts acting kind of strange. And my wife is completely clueless to this and to this day if I ask her about it, I'm sure she'll remember it but she would say I was overreacting but I was like all right baby let's go let's go back this way this ain't my city I don't know these people I don't know right. I don't know the codes on these streets I, and I'm not saying Denver is hood like that or yeah. anything but what I am saying is where there's opportunity and there's poverty people are willing to do anything since I don't know the standard out here I'm not going to allow us to get caught up in a situation out of state, away from anything and everybody that we know, looking like some fools. So let's go back. And she, she at first she's like, like what? what? What's what's wrong? What's going on? I was like, man, just come on. Let, you know, don't worry about. It. Let's go. And I told her about it later, and she, of course, oh, you overreacting. It wasn't even like that. But that's the job that we have, and those are the things that we don't get credit for. Anytime you go out, you decide you want to take your wife to a club. Do you realize the potential danger that lies in that club for you if you're there with somebody that you really care about? These are the things that I, I feel like we willingly accept as as men 
as our responsibility to take care of that can end up very bad. And I don't know if we always get the credit for being willing to always take that that hit on the chin. Yeah, I, I understand that completely, and and I'm the same way. I can, I, I can, and and granted, you know, I have some life experience that has taught me. I can I can see it's it will be places, and I see things. I'm like, hey, watch this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Yep. It's about to happen. Hold yep. on. Come on. We're going to go over here. Yep. <laughs> you just see it, you yep. know. Um, it happened recently, not too long ago. Really? Um, yeah, we were in, um, we were, where were we? We were here in the city. Okay. Um, we were visiting an establishment. Okay. Very, very good establishment. Okay. Um, however, comma, there were some individuals in, in this establishment who got into an argument. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I saw it about to happen before it was about to happen. Okay. Because it was over somebody cutting in line. Mm, you know that's happening. But but here's the thing. It was over a man cut a woman whose boyfriend, husband, whatever. He wasn't in line, but he was standing by. Right. Yeah, on deck. And she's not saying anything. And he's like, hold on, man. You just cut my, my gal. Yeah. And then do the other guys being kind of dickish about it. Yeah. Just not Man, and I wouldn't say dickish. I'm just and I wouldn't I don't even know if kind of being like, oh man, yeah. Dismissive. I, I I didn't know she was in the line. Like, okay, I was being very respectful to, you know, just Okay. Instead of saying, Oh, my bad, I didn't, I didn't know this was lying. Sorry, I'll get over here. Wanna be, oh my bad. But I saw it before it happened because I saw I saw him walking. Mm-hmm. When I saw him walking to where he was going, I said, "He about to cut that woman. This man about to get mad. They about to start fighting in here." Yeah. And I thought it was gonna be a fight. Now it didn't. It didn't turn into one. Okay. But it had the potential. Yes, sir. But I saw it before. It's like it's like the Matrix. You just see it Slow before mode. it happens. Like, <laughs> 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 so. Did Victoria see? What did she say? Oh, she. I mean, she saw it, but she didn't see the. She saw the the part the argument. Yeah. She didn't see the lead up to gotcha, it. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I I watched this dude from the whole time he walked in the yeah. building. I already knew what he's about to be about. Yeah. So, you know, they don't see that. They yeah. see boom right there. What's in front of them? And that's funny too, because because with my wife, I think sometimes she she feels like I'm a ah uh, you you got old and you boring. I, I I feel like that may come up sometimes. I I I don't think all the time, but I know for a fact there are certain things where I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to do that. And I know she gets that feeling, but I don't think she understands that just what you said. Every time you go somewhere, public setting, you see something that's about to happen. Oh, yeah. And you're like, all it takes is for it to pop off real quick. I can run pretty fast. I can escape. But I can't make sure both of us escape the same way without putting us in harm's way. Get Lisa Nim. Yeah. Get Lisa Nim. <laughs> Kings of comedy. <laughs> what y'all yep. what y'all running, what y'all running for? for? <laughs> yep. Yep. Same thing. Get so, Lisa now. I would much rather not put her in that situation because what's gonna happen is if we can't get out of there, then I gotta try to find some place to hold up real quick. And, and it's just it's just it's so many things, so many nuances. And I think you can appreciate and understand this. There's so many nuances to operating around other people, especially large crowds. Mm-hmm. 
so many things you got to be aware of and pay attention to. My wife don't care about that. She just wants to be, she wants to enjoy whatever it is we're doing. She doesn't want to be on guard. She doesn't want to be paying attention and, and, and watching and seeing what's happening. I have to, because again, I'm talking about those subconscious gender roles. It is my responsibility, my duty to make sure my wife is good. Exactly. When somebody so else that, runs. That's kind of what I've been thinking on this week. I just want to make sure that everybody's going to be asking no questions while we run. Like, as, as a man, your responsibility is to make sure that your people are good at all times, regardless of the situation. And if you can keep them away from situations, even if they get mad at you, kids especially, if they get yeah. mad, it's okay. It is. Because you're keeping them out of harm's way. True story. That's a clap right there. I'll give you a clap. Clap, clap. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. Oh, man. We don't know why we running. We don't even need to know. Because I'm with you and you start running. Well, damn it, I'm going to start running. That's there just you how it go. <laughs> you preaching. Damn it, I'm with you. We're going to start running. That's how it's going to go. That's going to go. <laughs> so let me tell you a funny story. Speaking of running. In high school, it was a Thursday. We in gym class. You know, when you're young, hooping. You jump at everything. You just jump just because you can jump. Jump, roll my ankle Thursday. Saturday, I go to Michigan State with my brother and some other people to a picnic. Of course, it goes down. They get to shooting. All of a sudden, we see this big crowd of zombies running towards us. My first step off the curb, I roll my other ankle. Mm. That Monday, I had to go to the doctor and everything. So I had two walking boots on at the same time, left and right in high school. Walking That boots. was nice. Man, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> so I just, every time I think about, you know, we're just going to run, yeah. that's what it was. I didn't think about what happened. I seen the crowd, I took off. What they, what they running, they running for? for. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. That's funny. So I, I'm sure this is going to turn into a whole separate topic, so we may not get to fully dive into it today but you made a you brought something up that made me wonder mm -hmm. the situation that you guys watched unfold in front of you with the the guy cutting the line on accident and then kind of being sarcastic and kind of smug about his response to the boyfriend yeah saying yo you know it's my lady you just yeah. cut her and 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 what made me so mad about it is it's two of us it's two yeah. people that look like us yeah. and we treat each other like that yeah. you know it I, I see it every day. White folks fuck up. Mm -hmm. But when they do, it's like, oh, sorry. Oh, mm -hmm. Excuse me. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't see you there. What's your name? Where are you from? I, yep. You know? But us, we got to get angry at each other and get mad. And then we want to fight each other. That is the, the weirdest phenomenon. One of the weirdest phenomenons in our culture. So that, that kind of leads me to my question. Why do you think our version of pride has gotten flipped to being to being an idiot in certain situations how do how you think that happened hmm 400 years of conditioning just like that huh? <laughs> 400 years of conditioning that's that's exactly what it is or that's what I believe now. I don't now what it actually is, I don't know. 
I don't nope. know. I don't know if there is an actual, actual what it is, but what I believe, I believe, and when I say I, you know, in my opinion, I'm talking about I. Yeah. I believe 400 years of conditioning. You will not get a disagreement it, from me. I mean, I mean, we were. You got to understand where we were. You go back to slavery in America. We were survival of the fittest. If mm-hmm. it was either you or me, yep. I'm gonna live today. You you gonna get beat down by the by the patty roller, as they <laughs> say, um, in in the books that I've read, you yeah. know, or you know they to 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 having not to work a day. You you're gonna fight Jim Bob over there, and Jim Bob's gonna fight you, and whoever wins don't have to go pick cotton today. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to kill him, whatever, yeah. I don't care. Yep. That's 400 years of conditioning right there. That's generational. That's in your DNA. That's in your genes. It's crazy. You see it over and over and yes, over sir. again. It's it's in you. I was I was thinking. I feel like I was talking to somebody about it, but I can't remember who. I feel like every fight, and and I'm I, I preface I'm not preface, but I I like to think back to when I was younger because when you're older, you have you have the opportunity to kind of think through things a little bit better. But when right. you're younger, you're usually just reacting the way you think you're supposed to react. Mm-hmm. Every fight that I saw in high school, when I thought about it, I was like, that could have been avoided. That was somebody was embarrassed yep. or somebody felt they had to do something so they didn't look a certain way. So they got into a situation. And to your point, I've seen our counterparts get into similar type of scenario. Now, do not get me wrong. They fight. Oh yeah! Now white folks, they will fight, especially drunk yes, white sir. folks. They get it. They get down, son. Boy. Women, men, all, all of them. <laughs> with each other, with the you know the other. family. They yes. fight their family all yeah, the time. Yeah, man. So don't don't think that I'm just saying that this is a problem that plagues our community because it ain't. No, nah, it's a it's a we are the human culture is a warring culture. I Absolutely. don't know why we're so violent, but the human uh, human the human race is a violent race. Let's put a pin in that because I, I, I want to come back to that because I agree, but I disagree. Well, let, well, let me say this. Some humans are a warring, warring culture. <laughs> Some human race people. Now, there are others that have, you know, a darker hue mm-hmm. that are not because they came from a land where there uh, it was a land of plenty, plenty. <laughs> so they didn't need to do that they could share or they could move somewhere else and be like i'm good over I'm here good over. so we can go ahead and take that pin out of that because <laughs> that's where i was gonna go so never mind <laughs> see I, I knew where you was going <laughs> i mean i feel that way too i just you know had to stop it there yeah yeah but i, I again going back to the the pride thing i think that we've done pride wrong for a very, very long time. Pride is not, I'm embarrassed because I messed up and I don't want to say sorry. So since I didn't say sorry and this other person was calling me out and they were in the right, I've got to buck up to this person to save face. The interesting thing about us saving face based on our pride, the people we're saving face for don't care. Exactly. Ain't that weird? Exactly. So one of the other challenges for me, one of the realest things that exist in this life 
is depression. People in, in like the high school age, that, that 13, 14 to 17, 18 range, when they get super, super depressed, and this age right now where everything is so readily available and you mess up and it's on Snapchat, it's on World Instagram, Worldstar, any one of the social media outlets, it's so easy to put somebody on blast for a mistake that they made or for getting beat up because they really didn't want to fight or for, for any number of things, a myriad of things. Mm-hmm. People are killing themselves and you sent me a link about the suicide rate yep. increasing. Yep. Suicide rate is increasing in black. Was it? What is it? Just black people in general. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it, I thought it was more specific to to men, to boys. I think it was. I think it was. I yeah, ha- I had boys. to find that article, which was like uncharted territory for a very very long time. Yeah, but now I mean, people are talking about it. It's, whew, it's tough. Yeah, we'll have to find that, and we'll have to. Uh, Dig in a little bit more. Yeah, we'll have to talk about some of those stats on that, because that's that that wasn't that was an interesting that was an interesting t- uh, statistic. You know, suicide attempts by black, black teens, teens are increasing. Yeah, and this and this is a CNN uh, report that 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 says this. So um, we like to give you the source of where we're getting our stuff from. Right. I don't want you to you know a lot of a lot of people, a lot of our um, light skinned white, <laughs> light skinned and white, just straight up <laughs> white, whatever. Yeah, because there's, there's two parts. <laughs> yeah, to they um, you know, they don't they don't like CNN news. So I guess you can um take it for for what it is. But um, they said from 90, 1991 to uh, twenty seventeen, the rate of reported suicide attempts by African American teens rose, um, especially the rate among black boys. And this is a and this is according to a study that was published in uh, the Medical Journal of Pediatrics. Uh, the rate for young blacks for young black youths grew even as the rate of suicide attempts, even as the rate of suicide attempts by teens and other racial and ethnic groups fell. So wow. ours is rising while others are, are going falling. Down. So there's something to be said about that. And even to your point, we got Worldstar, <laughs> we got Snapchat, we got all these things. Mm-hmm. Because first, anytime I'm out and there's young people and, there, and there's a, a group of them and you see something about to go down, the first thing I hear is Worldstar. Yep. That's the first thing I hear. Which is crazy. So you, you, you hear that, you see that, everybody's got their phone out and you got some kid who's embarrassed and feels like he's never going to recover from that and yep. decides to kill himself. Yep. Or you have some kid on Facebook Live because this happened. It was like a, uh, I think it was a little black girl. She was Facebook Live, and somebody said, "Kill yourself, kill yourself." Nobody cares about you, and she actually did it on Facebook Live. So you had these things going on, and it, it's it's unfortunate, but it's the, it's the society we live in, and and nobody's teaching us to you know, you know how to how to deal with that. Yeah. So yeah, we we don't do a very good job of. Seeking, and, and this is something that we really, really have to spend a little bit more time on another day. But the mental health aspect of our culture is in jeopardy. And we have to do a better job of going and, and talking to people. And simple things, I, I, I know that when, when I graduated high school, uh, I, was, I was a late bloomer, so to speak. I didn't, I wasn't really, I had no goals, no aspirations. My neighborhood didn't really 
provide that as an opportunity, as an option. And there were people that made it out for sure. But I wasn't one of those people that had anything specific that I, I wanted to do or thought I could do. I just always thought that the sky was not the limit. I always thought that there was definitely a ceiling for what I could achieve in life. Right. Uh, I can only be this good. I can only be this good. And it, it's just this weird phenomenon where if some more of us were able, and a part of that is ac- actually having a job that provides benefits that incorporates mental health and going and talking to somebody and there being a, a small copay so you don't have to pay the larger, let the right. insurance company cover that. But this is something that's major in our community. People need help. You know what I mean? Like there's so much stuff that we see. I remember being like like six, seven years old and, and there were a couple of notorious bum crackheads that were in our area. One of them, her name was Minnie. Many used to come in into places and shut it down. And there was one time where we were at the barbershop, and I vaguely remember this. It's just like those weird, you know, you kind of probably suppress right, some of it. Right. She came into barbershop just on one. I know she was high, high as a kite, like my grandma would say. She was somehow was hanging from the chandelier, naked, screaming and cussing. They were, of course, trying to get her down and get her out the barbershop. And I think it was the name of that barbershop was Parhams, I think. I believe what it was. But just stuff like that. That everybody ain't seeing that. No. That young, you know what I mean? So no. those are those traumatic things that we went through in our lifetime that we never got help for. I remember, and, and I'm gonna be super transparent here. I remember being a little bit older than that, probably at this at this age, about eight, nine. And my we got into a physical altercation. It was my mom, my brother, and me against my sister's father. And we young. You know, my brother's only three years older than me, so he's a grown man. We're trying to fight this grown man because they got into it. Right. You don't think that damaged me in some way or another, being that young, having to be in that type of a situation? So when we don't get help for these type of things, we carry him with us. And I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't one of those scenarios where for years I just watched my mom get beat up or anything like that. But it was just the instinctive response to this traumatic situation was to go on the attack. Right. And as a child, you're not supposed to have to deal with that. You're not supposed to have to adult at that time. And I felt like we were kids, but we kind of adulted to protect our mom. And it was just weird because... I think now, like, man, I wonder if I would have had an opportunity to talk to somebody. Would my life be different? Would I have kind of chosen some different paths, some different directions to go in, made some different choices? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. We're running out of time. What's on your mind? We're running out of time. So based off of where we just left off, there's three three quick points I want to make. Number one, people of color, my people, I love y'all. When you deal with trauma, talk to somebody about it. And it doesn't have to be a family member or somebody that you feel can say something to you about it later. Talk to somebody. Number two, gender roles done right, in my opinion, aren't wrong. Men, lead your house. Somebody come up in there, don't hide. You be the first. Be ready to die for yours. Unless Ronda Rousey. Unless you're ready to Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and if it's Ronda Rousey, 
I'm going down. We're going down there together. <laughs> I trust you. I know you got them hands. So you get that one, I'm going to get this one. <laughs> As opposed to me trying to go get both of them. We, we got this. Uh, and then three, my, my brothers, please let go of your pride. Pride done wrong is deadly. We don't, we don't, we don't just have, inst- we die. We kill each other. Over pride. Over pride. Let pride go. Pride done wrong kills people. That's all I got. Well, I'm really easy. And I'm so easy. I'm just going to say support Black Guy Therapy. For a therapeutic podcast, support us. Um, we out here. We're trying to do some groundwork. We're trying to lay the foundation for some yes, things. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at bgtcast at gmail.com. That's B as in Bravo, G as in Golf, T as in Tango, um, cast, C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, we take it all. We'll you know, we'll do whatever you want us to do. Um, so, Also, if you want to be a guest. Yeah, if you want to be a guest, please reach out to us. We'll, yeah. We can get you on here, and, and um, that, that will not be a problem at all. Just reach out to us at bgtcast at gmail.com. So the music is going to fade us out. I have nothing else left to say. I am out of words today. Good show, brother. Good show. Ah, and to you too. But I'm out of words. So I'm out. We out. Peace.